All right, Loke, I just need you to follow the script. Sure, Very sure. easy. Sure, sure, whatever. <coughs> Are you intimidated when your friends whip out a his big, hard, girthy... Hey, 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 hey. That's not the script. We looked at it, all right? Round two, let's try this again. Bogue, your turn. Try it. Just like I told you. Into the mic, buddy. Uh, 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 need a new thing for 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 the thing. Get it from from red thing. I damn it, Bog. When you need a new miniature, be sure to contact Pirate Captain, cause his is teen tiny. Oh, you goddamn bard! If you need a new figure for your game, be sure to contact Red uh, Bed. Bread, bread flagon. No, 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 no. Be sure to check out our friends at the Red Dragon Workshop Studios. They make the dream, the game truly come alive with custom miniatures and terrain, and will even paint it for you. Again, that's the Red Dragon Workshop Studios. Yar. You see that? Not so hard. Can you really? <laughs> he said hard. <laughs> you should alive. I hate you both right now. I really just need some rum. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast that'll really make you think. We're spicing up the rules, mashing up the homebrews, and stirring up the debates. Add a little touch of our own, and you have Chef Bogue and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything. With your host, the Pirate Captain. It's not because I took on an entire ship by myself and walked away unscathed just off good looks alone. Chef Bogue. I have in my rules for the original AG. <laughs> Don't be a dick. And Loke the Bard. Lock the Bard bans all bards from his campaign. That wouldn't go over very well. And without further ado, here are your hosts. Yar! We finally back at it, boys. Hey! It's good to see everybody back in the studio. We do have a very special guest today. Very short one. Yes, he is very short. Oh. You're very short. You're a dwarf. I'm as tall as you. No, you're not. I am so. I don't think so at all. Just because I'm a halfling doesn't mean I'm not as tall as you. I think that's exactly what that means. Alrighty, guys. I am the titular pirate captain. Back at it with me, bestest buddies, Bogue. Hello. And my best buddy, yes, Loke. Yellow. Ah. Uh, well, and of course, you've heard our special guest, the very ever fine Nigglewort. My longtime running nemesis. And we'll get into him here in just a second. And I don't want any words from the peanut gallery <laughs> over there. And it's already That's happened. That's what she said. Got a lot, hey, we've got a lot of stuff to get over before we get into today's episode. A lot of fun things coming your way. First off, bogenpc at gmail.com. If you have any gripes, bitches, complaints, concerns, you can email us. We happily read those and we'll read it right here live with us. Uh, you can also find us, Bolg and PC, at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you just do a quick Google search, we actually pull up or one of the first things, just Bolg and Pirate Captain. And today's episode is, of course, brought to you by our friends over at the Red Dragon Workshop Studios. If you have miniatures that you want, there's no better crew to get it done than the Red Dragon Workshop Studios. You've seen the photos that they've done that we've shared on our Facebook, the miniatures. We're trying to get into one of their painting parties. We missed that last one. Uh, Bolg was sick. I was sick. And Loke was doing Loke things. <laughs> Loke was partying on the other West Coast. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to say. That's what it was. But that's not the big news I want to get into. The big news I want to get into right now is we are officially going to be the Necronomicon. 
That's over at Tampa. It's going to be Tampa between 23rd and 25th, the Florida Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Convention. Uh, it's horror because what other kind of what other kind of convention is going to let us three rowdy guys go in there and have horror? fun? Horror. Horror. <laughs> he said horror. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm already done with you guys in this peanut gallery. <laughs> The 41st year here in Tampa, Florida. It's over at the Embassy Suites over at USF. We've got a panel coming up on the 24th, correct? Yeah, the 24th. Um, we've got one at 11 a.m., which is going to be our, our big, like, come and meet us and, you know, be on the show if you want to. Absolutely. I'm going to have us all set up. It's going to be the lot. That'll be the show for that week. So you guys will be able to be a part of it and come hang out with us. Yeah, and then we've got another panel on the at 3 p.m., which will be our kind of Q&A session where we ask you guys questions. Uh, you guys ask us questions. It'll be a lot of fun. And then I am running a game at 8 p.m. Yeah. where you might have to go and fight something mythological and silly. You're going to finally kill Loke? Maybe. Maybe Nigglewort? Definitely Nigglewort. Yeah, Maybe. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you'll, you'll, I'll you'll get better. <laughs> You got a lot of us coming thing. You'll probably find me and uh, Loke running around doing some man-on-the-street stuff. You never know with us, but it's Necronomicon. It's in Tampa. You got 23rd through the 25th of September. You guys don't want to miss it. With that being said, welcome back, Nigel Ward. It's been a hot minute since we had you in here in studio with us. Yeah, quite a few months. Months. I think it's uh, you were in season one. That's how long ago it was. It was was early in season one, too. Still quite a few months. I think it was like a year. Locked in the extra bedroom in your house. (laughs) Hey. I, if you guys wouldn't have gotten out, we wouldn't have gotten a better quality studio, all right? If you'd have just stayed shackled, it would have been fun. But we got It's fun having you back. I love having our friends back. We actually have a pretty good group of friends. And he's actually probably, I wouldn't call him the patriarch of our group. He's more like, um, he's like, oh, man, how do I say this without getting like. Old man. Yeah, that's it. That's that's it right there. He's the old man of the group. You know, he's the f- the fuddy-duddy, the kind of guy you're just like... Not fuddy-duddy. Yeah, you're the only guy that I've ever wanted to counterspell from the bathroom just because it seemed like fun. It goes back to that uh, Pillars of Chaos. And this is the guy that I was in there. I was in the bathroom of the shop that we played at. And I was like, counterspell. And they're like, that's not the enemy. I was like, I know. It's probably Nigglewort. So go ahead and counterspell him. He's on the same team. Yeah. But... That's because you're a dick. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Not saying my rules. Don't be a dick. Yeah, but that's it's one of those things. When you're, but it wasn't a bald game, so it's okay. Exactly, <laughs> it's it's true. Yeah, that's right. Lokes Lokes will say I can as long as it's towards Nigglewort. Um, but there's a he is he's still a wealth of knowledge. He's actually really good. He can recall rules from from editions we don't even play anymore. Well, yeah, that would be like first edition. Yeah, no one. Yeah, <laughs> tell us the tell us the times of ancient there, old man. <laughs> Well, I have been playing since 1975, so yeah, that's that's like when it started. When it started, man, you were there with Gygax when he created it. You're like, all right, no, no, you don't want to use that. Uh, use a D6 there. It seems a little bit more logical. What's that? Choices? No, we're gonna have four classes, and that's it. Gygax says, but I want to have more. I think the players will really love it. No, 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 just just do the four. Just do the four. So all Nigglewort's fault. It is. It's yeah. everything. Everything it, can be blamed off a of Nigglewort. It worked back then. We had more imagination. Did you though? Yeah. You play the same three characters all the time. Okay, just because I have chosen <laughs> to suppress some of that imagination. Who's who's suppressing you? Who's suppressing you? I get. I, we'll get the big stick Loke. out there. Loke's not Loke. suppressing well, you. Yeah. Loke's got some of the most open rules out there. <laughs> Like he really does. Like he only the only time he has to implement a rule is when something has become a little bit game breaking, like and repetitive. Over when you're doing the same thing 
every single day over and over again. Okay, so yeah, he is actually repressing you because you do the same thing every day. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I pretty much mind my own business. I don't think you do. I, you I, have you have actively gone out. You think that I'm the bad one because I've actively tried to counterspell you from afar. You've actively gone out of your way to like mess up my plans, and I actually had good intention plans for once. Oh my god. <laughs> This whole episode is just going to be the two of us arguing back and forth about who's the worst. This is why, if you looked at our Facebook posts and our, our all our different ones, I was like, my nemesis is finally back, and we brought him back. It is. But it's actually, I think there's a lot of fun when you actually have like a friendly rivalry in a game. And I think oh, that yeah. it it honestly builds stronger bonds. He's my best friend. That was like the running joke, too, that for the, it, like, yeah. it was the uh, longest time. Hey, best friend. Hey, best friend. What's up, best friend? So... But I guess enough of uh, enough of this love hate relationship between the pirate captain and Nigglewort, because uh, we'll just throw him off the ship. But uh, hey, we've got the sixth edition coming out, and well, a, we have a unearthed arcana D and D one or one D or one D and D coming out. D and D evolution. They are not officially not calling it sixth edition or five point five or what are we hating against numbers now? Yes. D and D two electric they're, boogaloo. They're they're taking a page out of Microsoft. That's like Microsoft that used to be, you know, Windows one, two, three, four, five, six and then they, they wait, we're coming out with these too often. So we we need to remove the too, number. Too often what five E's been out for what? Like yeah. six, ten seven years year, ten years? Yeah. They, like that's not often, man. Yeah. Like if you're doing I don't mind I'm gonna call but it sixth see, edition. Yeah. But six see and that that's what they're trying to get away from, and with what they're doing backwards compatible wise and that kind of stuff, it, it may be more of a, uh, a replacement system rather than a new system. <laughs> new system, my ass, man! Like right now, they only got till second level. You really can't replace IV well, if you're only that, doing that, two levels. Yeah, it's not coming out till next, the year after next. Yeah, yeah. this is play test right now. You did tell me about a feature, and we'll get into that one a little bit, uh, that I actually am excited about, something we've talked about before. But I think it's crazy that they're trying to call it something. Like, just let it be D&D 6th Edition. Like, yeah. nobody, like, what's better branding? It's the PS. <coughs> it's the PS5, not the Xbox. Everybody still is called, I, what's the new Xbox? Series X. Yeah, see, no one, yeah, see, nobody. Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S. And S. Yeah, yeah. yeah see? But PlayStation Five, PlayStation's like, no, we're just we're just gonna keep going so down far, to count. No, it's, the, it's the Japanese. Yeah, they, they're 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 just holding on to basic counting, and Xbox is trying to be like extra. Like, there's nothing. What the Xbox 360? Did it ever like rotate in 360? No, it just had the red ring of death. That's the only reason I think they wanted to call it the 360. I mean, we can't blanket the Japanese though, because look at Nintendo, uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and then Nintendo 64, GameCube, Wii, Switch. You forgot the Wii U. I want to forget the Wii U. I like the Wii U. The Wii U had uh, the Wind Waker. It was, it was a useless between. Yeah, it was. It was. But we've got... So the Unearthed Arcana, it, it only allows you to go to the second level. Well, but. It, it, it's character origin, so you're supposed to use the rule existing rules for everything else other than your race and your uh, background. But the way they've reworked feats... They only give you the feats because feats will now have levels. They only give you first level feats. Hmm. So you can't play once you hit that fourth level where you'd get that second feat. That's not a first level feat. That data isn't there to play test. Uh, maybe you can't. The new uh, spell lists are only first level and cantrips. 
So it once you hit, you know, third level where you start getting second level spells, you you, you can guess which ones would be on which spell list because they've kind of simplified the spell list. Really? Yeah. Do we still have like what is it? We have like the nine classes of magic. What is it? Well, now now they are they're condensing all magic into three spell lists. You got your arcane, your divine, and your primal. So we're simplifying the game even further than what it already is. Yeah. And I, 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 this is an issue that a lot, and, and I get you're trying to get new players in, and I understand that, but maybe, maybe challenge them. Maybe, and I, I know this is an ongoing argument we have here on this one, but I think that you're trying to simplify it too much, and now it's just going to be bland. Like that's the cool, the cool thing about being a wizard is, is you can be, you can be a necromancer, you can well, be um, a evocation wizard, yeah. an abjuration wizard, but now you're just what are you going to be? Oh, I'm an arcane wizard. Okay, yeah. That's the idea. Well, I think I think those subclasses of wizard will still be there, but, but how? How are you going to well, do that? They, they will still have I, the sub the, the spells will still have a, the school or whatever it is underneath. But your list, instead of going to the wizards list or the warlocks list or the bards list, when you're picking your spells, they all share the same list now. Um, but so things like uh, hex and. Uh, Hellish rebuke yeah. that were you know speci- not on the wizards list or not on the bards list. A bard, Dirty, can, nasty a bard or a wizard can now learn those spells. Nope, nope, I'm nope, nope. Um, now see, this is where this goes back, like in in season. I mean, not season, <laughs> but version one. I mean, that's what you had. You had a spell list. Boom, that was a spell list, and you had a cleric spell list. You had a wizard spell list, right? And that that was pretty much it. And you would work around that just with your role playing as to how you uh, play things. One thing, alignments played a lot more into and, and into I, the old games. You than will it see does a now. resurgence of alignments, I believe, in this edition. Really, so that's yeah. what it looked like. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Like you can't you can't cast you can't cast hellish rebuke if you're lawful good. Like I, I like that. It puts stipulation. There should be criteria for the things you do because it shouldn't just be, well, I'm just walking down the day and I guess I cash Hellish Rebuke one day yeah. even though I just helped Granny off the, you know, across the road. Yeah, yeah we're, we're kind of extrapolating because all we have is the races and backgrounds. But in those races and backgrounds, your tiefling type is determined by which plane, which type of hell your ancestor came from, whether it's a an, uh, lawful evil, neutral evil, or chaotic evil determines what type of tiefling you are. Uh, there, the the new, there's a new race. The ab, uh, ad something. Yeah, the uh, the new race of uh, celestial. Uh, I think we're kind of getting a little over. Like they, if we're gonna do, if we're gonna redo an edition, I think we just need to start back with the core races again and build back up. Well, and that's well, kind of what they're, they're doing. Kind of doing that, yeah. They've just added one more race. They've added a new race that kind of replaces the uh, Asimar. It's called the <laughs> the Ardling. Ardling. Yeah, the Ardling, which is basically that the... That sounds like a tree person right out the window. Well, they have <laughs> animal heads, so... That but, sounds exactly like a tree-hugging hippie to yeah. me. But they they are basically the anti-teethling. They are the celestial teethling. They, they, I, I don't there's even... three types, one from the, the lawful good plane, one from the neutral good plane, and one from the chaotic good plane. I, okay, so alignments, it sounds like, okay, I can so, see alignments coming back, and yeah. that'll be fun. Extrapolating, yeah. we believe, because you don't have to be that, like, you could be a chaotic evil uh, ardling 
who has ancestry ancestry from the lawful good Ardling plane, you I you don't have to be that. I guess it's on how if you're going to be a chaotic evil, can you be chaotic evil and still do things that you believe are good? Can you just be you think you're doing good? But you're actually chaotic evil. Think well, about it. Like, if you're out there crusading, you think you're doing good. And that's where that kind of, like, yeah. alignment can kind of yeah. really... It's all a, a subject of perspective where you are. Yeah. yeah. And and like I said, we're still... There is no new rules on alignment in this play test. We're kind of just extrapolating based on what is here that we believe you will see a resurgence of that in the new... I, and we've talked about alignment. Two years from, yeah. We've talked about alignment before, and I don't. I don't think it gets enough play in the modern version because you can really do it. Like you could really go an entire thing without an alignment and be just fine. Like you can create a yeah. character without an alignment and kind of like fifth edition intentionally went away from the alignment system. So it like, sounds like yeah. sixth edition spells is, like protection from good and evil used to be alignment based, and now they're you know monster type based where you know. You're protecting from demons, <laughs> undead, and you know those kind of things. Not necessarily good or evil. I I see that. I see that being a good thing, though. Going like yeah. just turning back into it because if if you're limited by what you can do because of how good or bad you are, I think that makes for better role play. Because well, well, think about it, you you can't just go out there and I, I hellish rebukes just the, the easiest one on my mind. You can't just go out there and be fighting for a god and and cast a spell that's kind of sounds evil to begin with. Well, it, it goes back to the homogenization of 5th edition. 5th edition was just trying to make everything a level playing field. and I think But you don't need a level playing field. People need to be good at something. I, I think that's where they're they're picking up and going into one D and D with with that kind of mindset. It's sixth edition. Don't call it one D and D. We're not going to give the <laughs> we're not going to give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. But um, like it, the thing still stands though. You you could a DM could go, hey, if you want to use hellish rebuke, that's fine. Just call it like celestial bitch slap or something. I don't know. No. Uh, well, and hellish rebuke is on the arcane, not divine list. So they, you ha- you have to be either a wizard, warlock, bard. What are what are the three classes in sixth edition? The three the, spell the, the, lists are arcane, divine, and primal. So divine <sighs> would be your your paladins and clerics. And then primal is going to be your druids and rangers. So it's a triangle, but I feel like this yeah. triangle is, it needs to be kind of like a square. Yeah, they're, they're still short. They're still leaving off psionics. Demo- yeah, psionics, dia- oh. d- demonic. Like, there needs to be a, a, well, a divine, wider range. Divine, yeah, there was no psionics. Yeah. I, I'm, fine with getting, uh, I'm fine with getting rid of psionics because I think psionics is a cheese way to play the game because it's there, there's nothing that's essentially immune to psionics. Well, when so, they first brought it out, Years ago, it was super powered because nobody could protect against it, and it's still pretty much the same. That, and that's what I'm yeah. saying. I think you, I, I honestly would be fine if we got rid of psionics and moved back to like, demo, like I said, demonic. Uh, everything needs everything needs a foil. Okay, every every class, yeah. and I think arcane and primal and uh, and and divine and demonic. Is that to me is great? It's a little well, square and it fits right there. Divine, is, uh, divine includes demonic. No, it, because yeah. divine is. If I'm thinking divine, I'm thinking that it's holy. Well, you're, you're thinking about the root, uh, the root, uh, the root definition yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. There, there, you've got to remember there are evil gods. In yeah. That's fine, and then they and can so be demonic. Be divi- yeah, that would be divine. So, uh, it just needs it needs a counterbalance. Okay, yeah. so divine, a triangle that's. 
just like bless and bane are both divine spells. I I just wanted to have I, I, counter bless. Counter, yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's we call it what it really is. It's counter bane and counter bless. Anti, it's anti bless and and anti bane. Yeah. But it's it's regard regardless of it. I think if you you just need that counter to it. To make it kind of like something so to because arcane and primal are very are 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 at the very ends of each other. One is innate natural ability versus one is kind of like a learned ability. So what would be the opposite of divine, which is holy, and just have demonic? It's not. It's well, not. Uh, divi- and, and well, demonic. divine is is coming from a higher power. So it, okay, so that's demonic's a, a lower power because Cthulhu is not well, a well, well no, no, still no divine. It's, it's still he's a god. I, is he a god though? Yes. Not, uh, yeah. But think about it. Then warlocks. Not all warlocks have a divine patron. Some of them have right. genies and, and stuff and like that. Warlocks come off the arcane list, not. Yep. The but that's not it. They, they're more primal because theirs is a power gained from something. Theirs is not innately learned. Yeah, but no primal in this is going to be the druids and rangers, true nature based, animal based spells. Yeah, that's. Okay, I can I can give you primal. Elemental. On that one. I I think yeah. that primal though is more like your sorcerers too. It's innate yeah. natural. Yeah, it's the innate natural ability to draw draw the mana from around you. Yeah, and they're, they're still where they're arcane getting their magic this. is not is not the the issue. It's the what type of spells they do. That is would the still issue. be primal because those are those are spells that you're doing yeah. from nature, see, which is primal magic. When I think of primal magic, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. See, no, and this primal is first level primal spells are like animal friendship. Create, destroy water, cure wounds, detect magic, detect poison and disease, ensnaring strike, entangle, fairy fire, fog cloud, that's good berry. Even, I wouldn't even consider they're that really nature prim- based. Yeah, they're yeah, all nature they're based. nature based, but that's not really that. That well, is what they don't that's call such it a primal. Maybe they should call it nature. Yeah, yeah, that would be better. Like I, that would make it more more sense to call it nature based yeah. magic. Put that in your in your report, look. Well, that's. Uh, I mean, that kind of what is prime? Oh, what primal is. Primal's, primal, primal. If I'm thinking of it's it's ancient magic or magic that's innately learned is is innate in you, not uh, not innately learned. That's the arcane. When I think of arcane, I'm thinking of wizards and artificers, guys who had yeah. to go out and study and learn something, and that's arcane. Yeah, but you're 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 connecting it, you're it, connecting the ether. It's not connected through you. Yeah, in this playtest, sorcerers, warlocks, bards, wizards, uh, are all arcane. Which is, is is dumb because now, they say that there will be when the subclasses one comes out. They said there will be some subclasses that allow some kind of cross list, special circumstance. I, yeah. I think that I mean, and, if, and for one of the things that uh, is conspicuously absent from the arcane list, which is the warlock list, the cantrip Eldric Blast is no longer on the cantrip list. And I'm super excited about so, that, but I still want to. I want to. Yeah. I, I want to get again, into that but. again until the class thing comes out. We don't know what's going to happen with that. No more bards stealing. But my, they, yeah, they, my spell. But that also means that if it's not on that list, that's not available for people who take the feat. Uh, Magic initiate will no longer be able to take that because it's not a cantrip. We could get rid of that feat. Yeah, we can get rid of that feat. That'd be fine. Well, actually, that feat is that going, feat is one of the first level feats now. It's actually becoming. Um, it, a background. Automatic. It's a back. It's part of a background now. Yeah, everybody gets a feed uh, as part of their background now, and and uh, one of the they they take away the background feature that you get in the current edition, but and like they the replace it with a feed. I I would rather that, have like I would rather have the backgrounds 
than try to make it into a feat because yeah. there's something like being a background of like a seafarer and stuff like that really works out because you it, it kind of like it it doesn't take away from having to like be locked into one single little feat. Uh, you're 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 just kind of a you're a seafarer. You're, yeah. you're good at being on a boat. In the in this new rules, the the backgrounds are the custom background is the primary. All the pre written ones are if you're being lazy, basically. Oh. But the good um, thing about about these new backgrounds, the really good thing, is that they change your attributes. Which they don't. In yeah, you don't you don't oh. get your you don't get your pluses and minuses from your race anymore. They oh. come from your background. I yeah, I yeah. don't like that though. I think I think that there are things that orcs do better than us humans, and I think that there are elves that do better than even the orcs. Well, uh, you, you do no still get there, other buddy. things. No offense. Yeah. Like mm. uh, like dwarves now get a tremor sense, uh, you know. So if they're standing on so- stone, they can tremor sense with. That's okay. Fi- you know, like there's so got to be they something. Have, I, I they want... do still get stuff from their race, yeah. but the pluses and. To the the ability score pluses no longer come from race; they come from the background. Your background is a hundred. Like I said, the custom background is the primary. So basically, you can assign your pluses to whatever you want. So what I'm seeing is is we're probably looking at you're no longer building off a class; you're actually building off a background. Does that that make sense to me? Yeah, well, kind of kind of makes sense. The, the, the backgrounds I think don't which get is, enough. Oomph to them as it is, yeah, right. And they, I think they, that's cool. Actually, the the way this is worded in the playtest, you're supposed to pick your class first before your race and background. No, and then that that is the way the playtest rule. No, no, I think that's ass backwards. Because I, then, I don't even. Then I don't you even will pick, know where you're putting your class. plus. That's where you you know. I don't even pick class first. I I don't, and I think that's that's just going to shoehorn. You're you're almost shoehorning players into playing a game where they're trying to. Um, optimize instead of play for fun yeah so i think that you should you should pick your race first so, or maybe a back actually start with a background you want to know what the sailor background now looks like yeah sure and this are, these are sample backgrounds so you can change out any of these because the, the model is basically you get a plus one and a plus two to a stat you get uh two skill proficiencies a tool proficiency a language and a feat Ooh. so this the sailor background the their example one you get uh, plus two to dexterity, plus two to wi- plus one to wisdom, acrobatics and perception as your skill proficiencies, navigators tools as your skill proficiency, primordial as your language, and tavern brawler as your feet. Oh hell yeah! Um, that just sounds right up my alley. I All can right, see six the tavern bra- brawler for you, but you get not the plus top- to wisdom. Ah, <laughs> shut up! No one on asked you. On top of whatever <laughs> equipment you get from your class, you get a dagger, fishing tackle, navigators tools. Silk rope, traveler's clothes, and ten gold pieces. I'm gonna tell you, silk rope doesn't sound that long. Can I get the hem- or sound that good? Can I get the hemp rope? Actually, yeah, and that's <laughs> the other thing. These skill pack, these equipment packages that come from the backgrounds, are have been tweaked so they all have exactly the same dollar or gold piece amount. And so, yes, you could swap so out any yeah. items on it. So there's no benefit of being like a noble background anymore, which is no. nice. Yeah, I, I no, kind of like that because ba- the nobles kind of cheat. Yeah, all backgrounds follow the same rules. Money, 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 money. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's less the money than the connection. Yeah, uh, it's too. No, it's the money. It's straight up the money. Being Having like 10 gold and just kind of being like richer, just being rich in D&D is a lot more useful than being yeah. connected because I can buy connections. And actually the crafter background, yeah. you want to get rich... That crafter background, one of the one of the things it's giving you is like a twenty. You get the crafter feet. I'm sorry, not crafter background. The crafter feet, 
Uh, What's the crafter feat? The crafter feat will give you, you know, skill proficiencies in some crafting tools. But one of the things it gives you is a 20% discount on all non-magical oh. purchases. That's cool. I like that. So, that, that, so 20%. that plate, that plate armor, just got a lot cheaper. I mean, you we automatically haggle down. Yeah, that's. I already cool. know the best way to get whatever I want anyway. So we've talked about that in a previous episode. I can't bring it up again because it'll. There are DMs out there that are probably like, "Shut up! No one needs to know about that trick." Oh, that plus three buckler. Um, but I. It, I, I like the idea of the backgrounds now. Like, I, it honestly seems a little bit better because then you can all, you're building your class more around the backgrounds. I think you should start with the background first. Yeah. What did you do before you were a an adventurer? An adventurer, yeah. yeah. How did but, you? Because it, it, now that'll explain why you are. So if you take for some reason the magic initiate and you're a rogue, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, why? How did you get from A to B? Um, I think picking picking your class first is kind of bass backwards. Yeah. It. it and like I said, that that may be changed because they that's the wording they have here, but yet they still give this one first, and haven't given that one as the play test yet. So it's almost um, like uh, we and we've played games with people that have like, what do you, wh- what class are you? Oh, I'm a farmer. Yeah, and that I, is I, that is farmer one of the is a really good background too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it, one it, of the it, sample it, backgrounds they give is the farmer. I want to see. Okay, what's up? What's up with the farmer? The, fa- the farmer gets great stuff. Yeah, I grow tulips. I'm sorry, that's an amphibia reference. This is a good show. Farmer, here's the farmer. Plus two to constitution, plus one to wisdom. Animal handling and nature proficiency, skill proficiencies. Carpenter tools, skill proficiency. Uh, the the additional language of halfling. The feet of tough. <laughs> what the hell does halfling? They, they get tough automatically. Tough is great, but yeah. what the hell does having, being able to talk to halflings have? like? Well, halfling, every, everybody right? will have basically three languages. You're going to have everybody gets common by default. Then you will get whatever your racial language is. Okay. And then whatever comes from your background. Okay. It's just really weird that halflings are yeah. the ones. Well, it, it's still the Tol- Tolkien-esque uh, good gardeners taking, uh, taking care of the land, that type of thing. And, and the thing no with these all being custom, customizable, you can be a farmer and swap uh, halfling for orc if orcs are the fire- farmers in your world. Uh, you know, if it makes sense in the background of your world that that would be the language a farmer would speak. Okay. It, it, they're custom. They're one for one swaps. Sixth yeah. edition ain't looking so bad now. I get I just, that. Uh, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm quite impressed. Hands okay. up there, wizards. Do, do, do you want me to turn you the other way now? <laughs> there, I don't know. There are some yeah. stuff in here that's. I, I, I gotta, I'm going to tell you, it's already got me sold on these uh, these, yeah, these I like backgrounds. the backgrounds. Backgrounds are definitely backgrounds a good are selling point. the best part. part of it, yeah. And I like the idea that uh, Eldridge Blast is going to be hopefully a warlock-only thing. Yeah. And that, to me, is great because there ain't no stinking bards taking my goddamn ability. Yeah, uh, and, and some of the, like some of these languages that they have, on, they've added common sign language. Uh, they've added things, I like that. you know, uh, druid speech and uh, thieves can't are actually... Languages you could get uh, in your background now. So no, no. It's kind of, you could get it from the criminal background before. That's so, uh, even then. I think like to be a thieves can't. You, well, the criminal it makes sense because that's yeah. in a background. But I don't think that if you don't have, you have to have a criminal well, background. It, it would be coming from your background, so you, you would have to have a reason in your background. What to are put you a dirty there. farmer? And you're like, all right, man, I'm gonna sell you these potatoes under the lamb. These are illegal potatoes. Undercover police officer. <laughs> As a Farmer? That's a, that no, better be no, a background, yeah. though. 
I'm yeah. just saying, if that was your background, yeah, you'd probably speak these can't. You gonna you, you gonna buy these potatoes? Yeah, I'll buy these potatoes. Well, too bad, cause I'm a cop. Ah, oh, God, not again. You actually yeah. pulled out your wallet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they've they've redone quite a few things though to to work with this new background system. Um, none of the new none of the first level feats give you a stat bonus. Okay. So none of them are the half feats. All right, now um, now do your best. You said you're going to say something that's going to make me mad. Okay. What do you got? Well, one of the things they've done is they've combined the skill checks, abilities checks, uh, attack rolls, all those things you'd roll a D24 in the past that had separate rules into a single rule called the D20 test. Nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. All right, 6th uh, edition, you're off the you're, – you're, you're off. All right. Yeah. Taking and, you. And they specifically say in there that no D20 test should ever have a passing score of less than a five or greater than a 30. Nope. 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 Sometimes and, there are things that are just not meant to be yeah. done. Well, and they're saying you shouldn't be asking for a roll for those is what they're saying. That's not. Yeah. That's not. The DM uh, just should say, no, that's impossible. Don't you. You can't. Do no. That. No. You yeah. got to give the players a chance to fail. Yeah, that's and, well, ridiculous. Here's the thing. Also, all natural ones on D20 tests are failures. All natural 20s on D20 tests are successes. Nope. 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 I so no. A success doesn't necessarily mean what happens is what you wanted to happen. Bingo. Uh, see, that's what that comes down to the DM now. Yeah. They can say, it's, okay, it's well, putting it that on the DM. succeeded, but the door's still not opening. Yeah, yeah. see, there sometimes there are just things that can't be done. You can't obviously you go charge. the lock. Good job. Now it's yeah. stuck. Now it's yeah. Stuck. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Like, that, to me. Uh, you, okay. You ready, the, you ready for the, the big one? All right, so you got the magic that's already pissed me off, and now you got the guy, you got the stupid. Crits. Oh, man. Guess who can't crit anymore? The DM? Exactly. No, no. <laughs> Guess what no. also doesn't crit anymore? Players? Spells. N- okay. Uh, or spells abilities. Ne- spells never really critted oh, anyway. Wait a minute. Oh, I oh, like no. spells critting. Spells, spells never no, really spells critted. Spells like that had a two hit could crit. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> abilities yeah, like. How many, but how many are there? Abilities like the had... backstab and the uh, or what, uh, sneak attack, whatever they call it these days. Sneak it attack. used yeah. to be called backstab. Assassinate. <laughs> uh, Sneak okay, attack. backstab. Smite. Smite's a spell. You can no longer add that. That's no longer applicable for crits. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Only melee and weapon, unarmed strikes and weapon attacks currently yeah. crit. All right, to hell with you, 6th edition. You done pissed me off. I knew this was going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now, there are some in their things... defense, this is still play test. It may not be this way when it reaches. <laughs> if enough people in, you know, fill out the survey saying they don't like it, obviously. It'll never reach the books. Yeah. But, All right. Uh, if you're playtesting this right now, I want you to listen to the old pirate captain and his his wiz- words of wisdom. You don't let any of this garbage go through. All right. You keep <laughs> the backgrounds and tell them everything else, minus the uh, eldritch voca- or the eldritch blast being for warlocks only. Everything else has got to go. That's yeah. just dumb. I, I kind of. Well, there are other good stuff in there too, but there, I figured that one would get you. There's it another does. one. That, there's another one that really bugs me. Okay. I don't. I, I, I like dwarves. it already. Halflings, dwarves, their speeds. Yeah. All bump up speed to 30. is 30. Yeah. Everybody's no. 30. No. Yeah. And, and humans, 
tieflings and ardlings can be small size. They don't have to be medium sized oh, yeah, creatures. You can, you can decide. Yeah, that we size, call those dwarves. Cool. Yeah. children they're children but they they still have a 30 foot what's a a what's a child out there on an adventuring party yeah right that's my point if you're like this is stupid yeah but they they are they are options in the rules whether your dm lets you do them or not that's another story but if you're a dm and you allow a halfling to move as much as a as a human, I we're gonna have a problem. All right, we'll go out there and test this right now. Y'all, I'm gonna get you're gonna give six seconds to each each person. We're gonna see if a child can run near as far as I can. All right, yeah. that's the idea behind this. Yeah, but that that is, I, I've got a grand. It's more I for. Do it. I <laughs> doubt it. More for game balancing, I guess, is why they're doing it. What's it that way? What's it to be balanced? There are things that that certain races just do better. Actually, than wait, other there races. is there is one race that does have. Uh, a speed advantage. Hold on. I believe yeah, probably I'm like tabaxi or don't something. Don't the, the, the I believe the wood, wood elves, elves yeah. still, still, get still get thirty five. Get thirty five. Yeah. Uh, Bolg, I'm sorry, man. I, I'm I'm with you. I don't think the dirty nasty elves should get a, a bonus like that. If the, if they're moving up the other guys, then <laughs> those guys have to be able to get away from Bolg in this pot. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of Bolg, for the first time I think ever, Orc is actually going to be a core race. Hooray! Yeah. Because they're getting it should rid- have always the, been a core yeah, race. They, they are modifying the way half races are handled. Basically, uh, they've got rules how you could be a, a you can make a dwarf, you can make a, an orc dwarf. I'm dork, sorry, but I don't see. Uh, I don't see. I don't. Yeah, I don't see. They've dorks got and they've got rules on how to combine. You be an orf and an orc elf. <laughs> oh, it's something like orf calling Orson. Like orf an calling Orson. What's the thing about ancestry? Because. Like you could be a, an elf, yeah. So and then ba- with with drow ba- ancestry, yeah. But or, but you know. basically, what the way the half breed stuff would work uh, is you pick whichever uh, your parents are an orc and a human for half orcs. This sounds like that and one then, game you were telling me about. Then you pick which of the two parents' racial rules you want to apply to your character. And then you know the the mixing you know you can the green skin from the orc, the you know round Let's have the fun teeth with from genetics. the human, you you basically the cosmetic stuff that doesn't actually affect the game, you get to pick and mix and match the way you want. I think that cosmetics uh, the cosmetics of your character do affect the game. Right. Though. Well, I'm just saying you can how those blend from your human to your orc. Is up to the player. You go in and if but you're... But you, just the rules of either the orc or the human when creating their character. Well, I, I think I think the cosmetics of the character do matter, though, because think about it. If you have... I don't know. We're, we're, we're going to make up a character that's butt-ugly. I don't know. Let's call him uh, Niggle Ward or something like uh, that. I figured we'd call him the pirate captain. Yeah, but... uh, the pirate. That's, that could be anybody, and he's beautiful <laughs> in his own right. But if he's butt-ugly and he goes up to barter with somebody, I think, that, I think genetics matter. I like yeah. it, but it just seems like now you're trying to... You guys took biology what? in high school, and you had to do like the squares with the genetics. Now you got to figure out what's the dominant trait. You know, are orcs the dominant species? Was it because he was your dad, or was it being dom by a mom? I don't know. It also yeah. it also takes away some of the um, agency that the DM has to make things more difficult for certain races. But that's that's the idea. No, like, it doesn't yeah? Well, it no, does, yes, you, it does. You no. you could now make a half orc who looks completely human. But has all the benefits of being an orc. Right. So instead of being called an abomination for being a half-orc, he gets away with it. 
Well, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because you you can pick to look exactly like your one parent and have the stats of the other. Yeah, but that's a long line of, like, breeding out the orc that's in you. So now orc orc honestly becomes a recessive gene, and therefore you don't get all the funds. Yeah, see, this is going to be fun with biology now. This actually might be a little bit fun. Yeah, but they're quick and easy. Again, they're simplifying things. They allow you to do combinations that are not just human with another race. They're... They allow you to combine any two races that are in the book following these simple rules. Um, I don't, but like I said, there there are easy abuses. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that they're trying but to the, to do five e really expanded the player base. It yeah. did. Okay, I, it, it more more than any time in history, five e has expanded the player base. However, I think they're trying to push it back a little bit more towards role playing instead of. Well, and they're, they're also trying, and, but I think that I, as we've discussed on our previous show, the orcs racist, um, I think they're trying to remove anything from a racial stigma, anything that's racial based as far as prejudice or that's real or life. Kind of, uh, I, I think yeah. they're, they're pushing that's those all life. into the background as cultural rather than. Oh, so now we get to hate on somebody because their culture sucks, not because yes. they. They suck. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah that's wow. that's definitely solving a problem right there. Yeah, but but you're not you're not hating them because they're you know an orc. You're hating them because they're an orc who comes from a savage tribe who butchers people. Okay, all all halflings are not thieves. All elves deserve to die if you're, <laughs> if you're a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, have, have, you're actually, taking out. You read st- the halfling background, right? I mean, the halfling race, right? It comes, Their description. It, it, you can't choose you, one. You're, you're, they've given them the naturally stealthy. Yeah. Yeah, so they automatically get the free proficiency in stealth as a halfling, but they've taken all references out of them being natural thieves. That takes you you can't have one and not the other. If you're gonna have things based on, on culture, there has to be racial like stereotypes attached to that because that's real life. Yeah, that's that's actual like that's the thing. Like you just you're gonna go look off and you know that halflings are shady little bastards, so you don't trust your wallet hey. around now. <laughs> And beautiful pirate captains are ship sailing, seafaring heroes. (laughs) (laughs) You're on the other side of the glass. How did you get that? Stealthy. He's an old man, too. It's crazy. And so I didn't hear his creaking bones. Something that can be fun during role play is taking something like a big, strong, scary looking orc and making him loved by everyone by being the best chef around. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Beautifully dumb. But it's. Beautifully dumb for sure. I, but I think that, and Loke, you were saying that it's like they're, and you guys are trying to say that they're trying to get back to role playing. But I think that's not. I think if you eliminate rules to try and go to the role playing, you're taking them out for the players that are just playing for the rules that they enjoy the rules yeah. of the game. Well, the rules are still well, there. They're just but not they're as not. But there's not as much. If you're trying to, if you're trying to, you're trying to shoehorn into for players to go in and go. Well, now we want you to role play the situation. No, man. Let some people just want to play the game because they enjoy the combat system. And if you're simplifying the combat system, now you're taking it away from the players that are like... I don't think there's any changes to combat in there. You're, well, you're, the you're simplifying well, the, yeah, the crits. Actually, unarmed strike changed a lot. Is it good? Grapple- the unarmed stri- strike and grappling rules that have changed, are I, I like. Yeah. That might make Bacaw happy. Yeah. I think, I, yeah. <laughs> they, like, for example, you to grapple is first an unarmed strike, and then you choose if you're... Doing damage with your unarmed strike or grappling with your unarmed strike. Oh, I like that. Are they are they upping the damage of unarmed strike? Not without things like uh, tavern brawler. Or 
Yeah. So you get it automatically. See, that yeah, should, uh, automatically. That should automatically be a D4. I'm sorry. Yeah. Punching somebody can hurt. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's got to be... You got to have a modifier, too, to yeah. it. Because, like, if... I. It goes back to that argument we've made about like the pixie shooting through the wall, like a pixie with twenty strength. You know, the hole, the size matters. Well, then so that's what I'm saying. Like you should have the modifier. Then of, unarmed should also be finesse. Yeah. Yeah, I think you should be able to. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think yeah. that you should be able to choose which modifier. Because you if might not be very strong, but if you can hit the kidney every well, single time you're striking, and it's gonna hurt. <laughs> actually, the new unarmed strike rules work very well with the. The way the wording currently is for a monk, yeah, that he could use the decks with the unarmed strikes instead of strength. I I think that's I've always thought. But that then he be. also gets the the monk. Well, yeah, the monk martial arts martial makes arts unarmed adding, strikes dex yeah. based. Hopefully, anyway. hopefully right. they'll be able to fix the scaling issue with monks on that one then, because the monks like towards later game. Yeah, after. But yeah, six, so seventh, you're you're done with. Yeah, you can't, unless yeah, you're you fighting with weapons. Yeah. Well, now now the monks will be able to use like the grapple and shove mechanics so that yeah, are that may... are part of the new unarmed strike. Uh, to, that's really cool because that can make a more like a monk a support character mm -hmm. a little bit. Like they they're there to like help uh help fight with the barbarians and the fighters versus yeah. like them trying to be up up front fighters. They're great lower levels. They they do amazing things at lower level. And then they but just pitter-patter out. It, it, it's also made armor class more important because for an unarmed strike now, a grapple and a shove are all unarmed strikes. Yeah. So if you want to grapple somebody who is in armor, you first must hit their armor class. Uh, so it's made, maybe... maybe uh, that makes sense. I yeah. guess, but I don't know. And because they, it, Just because you have... It, it's probably... If I, you ask me, I think it's easier to grapple somebody that's got a lot of armor on that mm -hmm. can't move around near as much versus it is somebody who can fight back a little bit more. Because think about it, heavy armor is bulky to move in, right? And we can all agree that it's, it takes a little bit to move your shoulders and stuff like that. So I think it's easier to grapple somebody who can't move a whole lot versus somebody who can move a whole lot. It, well, I mean... Good it, suit of armor should be movable in... Uh, plate armor? Have you ever gonna seen... Yeah, it... They it's, should. They should be able. To, I mean, you got to be able to jump up onto your horse and stuff in that plate. You should be able to move in that plate armor. There if you, is no if you, jumping up on yeah, your horse. Yeah, you have armor. to. You have to. You get well, on, and then they yeah, attach not, your you armor know to I mean. you. No, you you jump. You step up. The you step up, block. and yeah. then you have a squire that comes in, and they put the armor. Yeah, on you don't top literally you. jump, but you have to be able to. I mean. You have to be able to move in plate armor. That's what well, I'm saying. In it's combat. hard. It's hard enough to move but, already. But like things like. You know, trying to do an arm bar to somebody whose arm is braced by his armor. His armor is you're not gonna bend an elbow backwards on well, somebody it, in an arm. It also armor. works. It also works against like highly dexterous people where that's where they get the AC. Because just walking up and saying, Okay, I'm gonna grapple him and use a strength check, well of course they're gonna fail. Yeah. But yeah, they're, I don't they're I don't, faster than you. They, I don't think it's and, and they take away the the uh, athletics and uh, acrobatics. I, I don't proficiency think being added to the grapple escape that that is it's a straight strength. I don't think that it should be against your I like I think it uh, like you should have at least advantage if you're trying to grapple somebody in plate armor versus like grappling somebody like if I'm grappling a rogue versus a fighter like a rogue in just medium armor versus a fighter in full plate I'm probably going to have an easier time grappling the plate armor guy cuz he can't move near as much. That's not true. I'm I'm pretty have sure it, that's I've, true. I've Fought in plate armor IRL, and 
it's easy enough to move around once you're used to it. Yeah, yeah you okay, but you're still gonna. Who is it easier if you're fighting two ten level tenth level characters? All right, and you got the monk that's coming up. I think the monk's gonna have an easier time trying to grapple a guy in plate armor versus the rogue. Well, and right. that, that's where your proficiency modifiers and your and those kind of things come in to yeah. make those adjustments. I just I, I think it's easier to grapple. I, it's a cool change. I, yeah. I'll give you that. I think that's actually a pretty decent change. But also, the shove is now part of that same unarmed strike. Which I like, shove. In, instead of doing damage, you can choose if you're at the to end. either push them five feet away or knock them prone. Knock them prone all day. Yeah. Well, Stab I mean, them. if they're at the edge of a cliff. So now just... a monk. No, I want to knock them prone. Now a monk in his first attack goes ahead and knocks them prone and then does a flurry of blows. He now has advantage on all those blows. So he sacrifices the main attack, but then his flurry of blows all have advantage. Yeah. yeah. And more That's... likely to hit. So the way this, the way this striking, grappling, that brings more shoving like system that. works I like that. Where makes the monk more... A feasible character, or even fighters with multiple attacks, or with tavern brawlers, or you know, yeah. yeah. Now it's tavern brawler, they did take the improvised weapon away. No, and now they no. have. Well, they, right, they've replaced it with a. Four. There are you can. There are furniture rules. If it's a small piece of furniture, you use a, a, a club, and if it's a large piece of furniture, you use a great club. Uh. And, and instead of giving you improv, because that way you can no longer use a piece of paper. To strike somebody as an improvised weapon. That no, if you if I was a DM and you told me you were striking somebody with a piece of paper, I'm yeah. gonna tell I'm gonna tell you no. Yeah. Like get as a, but, as but, a DM, uh, I'm yeah. Gonna, but as the rules as they were written, at, okay, the rules cool. were as I'm, they were written. I'm gonna pick up this playing card and I'm gonna toss it and cut his arm. Yeah, as and, a DM, I'm gonna tell you no way in hell. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, I got the tavern brother improvised nope, weapon proficiency. Cool. DM so trumps they, they all. Kinda, yeah, they but they kind of fixed the wording. Um, you can still pick up a mug, and it would count. It would do the damage of a small club. Yeah. You can pick up a table, and it would do the damage of a great club. You know, you still have that tavern brawler feel. If if, uh, if you want to know what a good tavern brawler weapon is, go watch a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Jason does it all the goddamn time. <laughs> nah, if you really want to go watch it, go watch a uh, Roadhouse. That's uh, the that's the ultimate tavern well, brawler he's a movie. Monk, though. He is he's a monk, a- but he's still got the tavern brawler feet. Actually, if you were, if you really want to know a great tavern brawler movie, I would say Happy Gilmore. Well, when he breaks the bottle and he goes, I, "Oh, I wasn't getting ready to fight him. I was just looking for the other half of my beer bottle." And, and actually, anything by Jackie Chan. One right? of their goals, according to uh, the video when they released this with the new feats, is they wanted to make feats like the tavern brawler, who you would think would fit with a monk. Yeah, but. They got no benefit from in the old edition. Yeah. Uh, they, they tried to make the rule changes so those kind of, there would be something for a monk to take tavern brawler. I mean, it, I, it, why would you want to take it, man? You're a better brawler without it. Well, because once well, you're that, that's why they've in changed it, it's ta- a monk weapon. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. picking right. up a stool, you now hit him with a D12. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. That's why I, I like monks. I, can, so can I kick a table and it count as a is that, like let's say I, uh, I'm at the end of the room and I know kick the, cable ki- kick the, the table across the room and does it's going to do great damage. Or you know now, is that a guy to the wall? Yeah, is that dex check or is that uh, is that is it going to be a finesse weapon now? It's gonna you're gonna have to hit its AC and then shove it. <laughs> and then what the table does damage yeah. now it's got to roll against your AC too and so. 
<laughs> now what all of a sudden the table's they, an NPC. Here's the new tavern brawler feat. Um, they have an enhanced unarmed strike, which is basically what it was before, where you get a, a D4 plus your strength mod um, for your unarmed strikes. They also give you, when you roll uh, a damage reroll, when you roll a damage die for your unarmed strike, uh, you re-roll that do- if it's a one. So if a monk takes Tavern Brawler, their Ooh, unarmed yeah. strikes re-roll ones now. So there is a benefit yeah. to a monk taking the Tavern. Cause it, and like I said, it, it, the intent, they did something similar with the healer feat where they've done stuff to make it where a life cleric has a reason to take the healer feat. Well, I mean, I, I made a monk that was a maid. And she took Tavern Brawler because she was human variant, took it in the beginning mm. because she used, you know, household items to fight with. Yeah. And Tavern Brawler also, uh, your shove uh, wh- can be a part of your unarmed strike uh, and shove them to five feet. Yeah. Or prone as part of the same damaging strike. So they have uh, that advantage. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know. I just. I think it's. I, I guess it's cool to give monks that. I don't know. You're well, just gonna it, go it, in and catch these. It makes it more fun if you're gonna play a drunken master monk, which they need to kind of like redo a little bit. Yeah. And I think that'll be fun because what do you do? Oh, I get in bar fights all the time. Yeah, and like I said, it it, it gives. It, before there was absolutely no reason, there was no benefit to a monk taking tavern brawler. Yeah, there was. I just want to throw shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that the main the main advantage of taking Tavern Brawler as a monk was being Jackie Chan and just picking something up and smacking. Wasn't it way of the keen say anything I touch becomes no? Yeah, see, uh, but that that's just it. Monks had that already in certain subclasses. Yeah, there's ones they, that they, like anything I touch is a weapon of mass destruction. Well, Ken say you actually have to select a weapon and they and it. Can't, yeah. it, there's certain rules to it. I like the UA w- version better because I like the idea of a monk sir, taking a great sword and just spinning sir, around. Sir, do you know why we can't let you on this flight? It's because my See, hands, isn't it, man? Yes, sir. I, I knew a Kensei kind of in real life in in Society for Creative Anachronism. This guy was Duke Bertrand. He could he would get in a fight with a guy in plate mail who had a big old tower shield and everything else. He would jump up about four feet in the air and just because he used a katana and just smack it down on top of the guy's head. There was no way to block it. The guy was that good with the with the sword. Yeah, that's why he was king three times. Yeah. So I uh, <laughs> I like I, I think there's there are some really yeah. cool things coming to sixth edition, but I don't know. There's a, just enough to like say no. I'm not yeah, ready for this. I, I encourage all our listeners to go down now. Something we haven't talked about yet with the one D&D Beyond announcement stuff is, one, you can't get this PDF on Wizards' website like you can in normal UA. You have to go to D&D Beyond to get this. I mean, isn't D&D Beyond owned by Wizards? They are now, yes. So it's like you, and you're really like circumnavigating here. Well, they've announced, for example, starting with this new uh, Dragonlance book coming out in December, uh, they're going to have bundles digi- where you get the digital copy on D&D Beyond when you buy the book. Oh, that's pretty which, cool. <sighs> finally. Yeah, yeah, finally. But what that's also going to do, a lot of these third-party apps that we use for things like our character sheets and those kind of things. They're going to be obsolete. Because if, if you get the player's handbook, when you buy the new player's handbook, you unlock all the D&D features for a player's handbook. 
you can then build the characters on D&D Beyond without these third-party apps. This is kind of shysty because then it's going to make you have to go buy books right. again. They're also yes. talking about all that um, online yeah, um, they, they miniature are, yeah. stuff that you're playing. They are, they are playing it online in pre-alpha on their own version of like a uh, Roll20 or a uh, Fantasy Grounds or... Yeah, that uh, I, I still like playing around with that one I've been playing yeah. on. Uh, you see the guy over but at they include in in their event. They included some video footage of what the pre-alpha looks like. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. and, and I, I think, think it'll be, it, I it think could it'll be, be harmful fun. to the tabletop game. Yeah, yeah, it could. I could, I could definitely see it, but you, I think it'll be I think it'll be good too because then you can also have a video game sense. Like you can see <laughs> things more in real time for those who are terrible with imagination. You know, I don't. Let's just make up an imaginary person who's terrible with imagination. I don't know. We'll call him a nickel ward or something. We'll call him Captain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. You know, you create the same character thirty times. Imagination problem there. Yeah, yeah, but you know, pacifist paladin. He was brilliant. If Uh, he was a killer, this game had a very low threshold for entry, where you know, paper, pencil, and knowing somebody with the book, and dice. Or just knowing how to yeah. Google, but yeah, I could could get you into the hobby, and then you know, over time, you build your your own collection, your own blah blah blah. But now, if if you know to play, you you're really going to have to have a monitor showing this, you know, no, electronic think, tabletop instead, virtual tabletop. I don't think inst- you will. I think you'll always be able to revert back because you can create a character you sheet. Can, yeah, you can. Uh, I can create an ex- a character sheet off of Excel that everybody uses, and uh, very simply, but. You know, to have the tabletop, mm-hmm. it's just something I think it's it's a quality of life feature. It's one of those yeah. things that you can do you can do without, but it's nice to have that you have it. Because think about it now, you can do you can flip a tape if you can build a really cool table that has a screen at the bottom. Everybody can see, you know, what you see, right. and then everybody kind of plays on that. And I think that's a brilliant way to have like a little bit of fun. You know, you have the map all designed out, so I think that's actually pretty cool. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's going to be the end. I think it's just a quality of life feature. Yeah, and but that's the thing. If you know, if it's better to play that way, that's going to be the way everybody wants to play. That's going to you know, that, there's a cost you, to that. You yeah. can't do that for free. Yeah, if you if you can, you can. But I'm not saying. I think the shysty part about it, all of this is, is that you would have to buy the books again. Because so, how how many books do we already own? We own pretty much every one of us at least has at least. At well, least seven books, right? I, I think that's what they're doing here with this, the one D and D. Instead of being sixth edition, uh, I think they're going to pull what they pull with Mordor Kaiden's uh, monst- uh, the monsters in the multiverse with how it replaced Volo's Guide to Monsters and yeah. uh, what was the other one? I'm blanking. It replaced um, two books. That those books are now out of print. You can no longer get the information on D and D Beyond. You have to buy the monsters of the multiverse. Jokes on them. I already got Morgan's tone of tomophobes. Right, but if you want to, if you want to build those characters on D and D Beyond, you have to either buy that race as a piecemeal or the multiverse monster book as a whole in order to use those races in the D and D Beyond app. This is why, I like, I think Roll Twenty's kind of got it. Like, you can just you, you kind of pay for some of the bonus features of it. And yeah. you don't really pay for it. You can go in and do all that stuff because that's how the guys over at God Mode plays. They they do it through Roll20, right. and he goes in and he builds his own stuff. And I don't I don't see the purpose of putting well, things like that. That's a quality, and that's where I guess your quality of life. And I could see where you're yeah. saying. And see, you know, D and D Beyond doing things this way, 
you know, only the DM, like when you're in a group, only one person in the group has to actually own the book to be, have access to it. Yeah. Um, so like, for example, if I were running a campaign and included the, the dungeons master guide and, and player's handbook, all my players wouldn't have to buy it. Right. That's putting that cost onto the DM. I mean, then he's, Oh, you know, I'll charge my players, but, you don't want to charge your friends. That's not, you know. Bull crap. I'm charging you guys to use the room across from me. <laughs> no. I, I I think that if you, it, it honestly will bring players somewhat together. You know, somebody buys a book and they, you know, you just give one player. You get, because, all right, think about it. We have a show email and stuff like that. We each have the access to the show email mm-hmm. and we just share that account. This is going to, it's going to come, honestly, backfire th- a little bit. There on, are limits. Like It's like up to eight or something that you can share it with or I think it's going to backfire on D&D Beyond and them because I think, like, you're going to end up seeing guys that are sharing the information and stuff like that. Right, but if all, like, for example, you have eight people in a a game and the player's handbook and DM's manual are on Joe's account and Joe leaves that game, those books go with him, all the people in that game, somebody else has to go and buy that or add somebody with those books. So it's not... It's not an unlimited. You use it forever. Well, as long as as long as with when you buy the new books, you get your own code. Like you, you should that, still yeah. be responsible as a player and have your own stuff. Like it's nice to count on other people for things. And I'm not saying I'm not going to name out this guy. You know, we make up another imaginary name this time, and we'll call him Bacaw, who just happens to borrow everybody else's things. <laughs> um, <laughs> every it doesn't own a thing. You know, that, it's going to hurt him more than it's going to hurt us. Versus the other way around, so it actually makes. But it's also going to hurt the, the young high school kids that don't have. But you still have money, access. Yeah. You'll, yeah. You may not be able to play the latest version, but you're going to still have access to older versions. And you well, can... that's just it. Now, when this new edition comes out in 2024, they will remove the third edition player's handbook from print, probably. You're still going to be able to get they, back copies everywhere. Yeah, but you will no longer be able to get it on the D and D Beyonds or the you know because. Yeah. They're going to force you to move so into the So you're saying new... as a player you might have to be resourceful and buy new books, yes. Uh, which is the I mean good business on Oh, it's a good business their, strategy, yeah. but I yeah. think that as a player you're going to have to be resourceful and have to uh get the uh you're going to have to get what you call it. I don't know, just go find there's PDF versions everywhere. You can legitimately find. Like I can probably Google right oh, now. There, there's probably going to be another black market of people who like buy the books and it's like I'm not going to play online. I'm going to play with my friends. Here, I'll sell this code for way less than the books of uh value. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, eBay is going to you're going to be banking off it. I I think that I I don't think you're giving enough credit to people who really truly want to play the game. I think that you're just kind of well, looking at it as a as an old old right, school cat Right now, at the, yes, but like I, I'm trying to look at things like you know, it becomes so easy to build your characters and do all this that we do with these third-party apps now Oops. on D&D Beyond. So how many of these third-party apps are going to just go out of business, go away? How many? How, and then, how much then once these... D&D has everybody on it, on their D&D Beyond, what's stopping them then from well, it goes back increasing to the pricing? And Yeah, well, here's what I'm saying is go back to the old-school ways of doing mm-hmm. it and put it on pen and paper, man. It's still one of my favorite ways to have character sheets. Like, I have my laptop because it's easier... Because we have so many players, but I can build an entire character sheet off an Excel spreadsheet. 
And if you need help with that, maybe that's something I need to put build up and put together. Well, that's, I can build a spreadsheet out. Of, I mean, build a character sheet out of a sheet of paper. Right. Yeah. I absolutely. Mean, back in the day, it was only three books, three paperback books, and it was for those people. I mean, I think back in TSR days, they did it for the love of of just creating. No. Now it's big business. Yeah. And that's a yeah. big difference. Thanks, and, and that, that's difference. what gets me a little leery. I mean, it's. It, yeah. Short term, it's going to be good. It, it, nice advantage. You get the bundle. You get things, you know. No no comments on inflation or anything, but I have in my hands the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, second edition, uh, Skills and Powers book. This, if they were to release this right now, would be a full price book, 50 bucks. Yeah. $20. $20 at time. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, that's inflation. It just happens over time. The dollar, as, as the yeah. more more money enters the uh, world, the currency value changes, and that's fine. But I, I think that, I think that we've gotten too reliant, and we've had this argument before. We've gotten too reliant on technology that we require these apps to do these things that we forget sometimes that you know, like Nick Ward says, that you, he started off with pen and paper. Yeah. You can create a you can create a sheet if you can see it online. And I'm sure somebody's going to have a picture of one that you can see online, oh. and you just go write down everything. We didn't even use like the printed character sheets like they do nowadays. It was a piece of notebook paper. Yep. <laughs> I, I honestly like doing it on notebook yes. paper because it's easier to uh, – I can put the st- stuff that I need right up front where I want it. It's kind of yeah. like when I play World of Warcraft, I have we have what's called weak auras. And now weak auras, what they do is it tracks certain things. My abilities, I put the abilities that matter to me – Right up here. Everything else that I may not need are down off to the side. I may need them eventually, but they're over to the side. And so doing it on pen and paper, like I said, I don't. I think the push to advance this in D&D 6th edition is what we're calling it. Um, I think that with the 6th edition and stuff like that, we just... And no one asked you, Nick Ward. Um, I think with the push to technology, it's going to be great. It's a quality of life thing. That's all it is. It's it's not going to push out players. It's going to actually increase players because think about it. Some players, you know, they may not be able to do uh, paper. But now, think about it. Now it, it's going to be easier for you to play across the world with players. Yeah. Yeah. Which, when it already from the pandemic, has become much much more likely that people are playing online than yeah. they are playing in stores still. Yeah. But that's the thing. D and D has always been to. I, I do not like the online experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I wanted to play a, a game online, I'd play a World of, War, World of Warcraft or, you know, something that's a, right. meant for that kind of experience. We did experience. that for a little while with your game. Yeah. It was yeah. just, it, 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 it was, just, it's not the uh, same. I mean, D&D is, is a social game where you're supposed to be gathering with your friends in a the same location. We, we play in D&D. We really don't have friends. Yeah, Going to a game store where you're going to meet new friends because you don't have friends. <laughs> I I don't um I I can I can see your argument. I think it's a valid point that it's definitely going to start hurting some of the social interactions at this game. Yeah. This game will build confidence. It absolutely is. You think about some of the, uh, the kids that we've had played with us. We uh, me and uh, Felix were talking. We were riding yesterday. We were talking about one of the kids that showed up. He didn't have a whole lot of people to play with, and eventually he kind of got into our group, and then he left our group to go play with the Magic the Gathering people. I think that was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. Uh, he but, didn't like the game I, I DM'd. Right. So you think about it, though. These, that's, that's these the one you got hit twice with the 
the javelin. <laughs> Think about it, though. I mean, it, it builds social interactions. It'll build your skills. There's there's actually uh, been several articles written about how this how this game has helped not only as people put it in resumes being as DMs, but it's helped their their actual charisma skills. It's in my resume. I, I absolutely I, like this I, this podcast is on my resume right now. I started a new job about four months ago, and quite literally, when I turned in my resume, the uh, stuff like I put on there from DMing was on there. No, like as uh, coordinating, you know, meetings with with people and that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so you think about it too, and like if you don't put this, and for those of you out there who are now listening to this, let's help you write a little bit quick resume. We can put this podcast on there. You think about this, this is social interactions. You're now social media stars. You guys are now learning how to use social media. All right, broadcast guys, host. Yeah. Look, you uh, stars, uh, there are dim stars, all right? You Nathan, don't always. Neil have to... Wart is never going to write another resume in his life. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> if he leaves his current job, it's for retirement. Yeah. <laughs> But anybody out there, I mean, he's a he's a guest anyway, so it's not like he can actually put this on here. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We're calling you out. Chop liver. Yeah, <laughs> but think about it. There's there's so much that this game offers that I as the players, players are going to find benefits out of it, and I think the benefit of this new technology play is going to be great. I think you're still going to have the old school cats that get together and do what we do, where we all come around and we sit around the table. But now think about it. If you have this roll twenty. You, you build a table. It's still one of my ideas that I think would be really cool, building a table with, like, several monitors up underneath. They all connect, and it's the maps. You put the maps out there, and each square is represented. You can just move your characters around on the maps, and I think that would be awesome because now you have a little bit. Now you can uh, design, like, one monitor may show one level of a floor or a part of a city, and I think there's something there, and if it's all loaded into D&D Beyond, I can add the tokens and the character yeah. stuff right there. And I also have it behind the DM screen. Well, and that, that's going to be the thing with, like that. with their right. new... As big as a pool table, just a huge monitor. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool, though, to build one, though, like that? I've thought about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and when D&D releases their their beta test of their virtual tabletop, yeah. I, the thing, the Roll20s and the Fantasy Grounds and those are going to have a hard time competing, especially if D&D locks them out of, you know, links like... Currently, you can pull the data from D&D Beyond into the yeah. the Roll20s let, or those kind of places. Let me ask a question, because this is something... Uh, we're all basically gamers in here. We, we play video games. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I hate about modern gaming is, like, the Battle Pass system, the Season Pass Oh, you, I can I guarantee you Wizards is getting one. Yeah. You think Wizards is going to do oh, that? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The look, subscription look at D &D, model. D&D Beyond Now, where you can go in and, and you can buy the book with all these classes, but if you want to make an artificer, but you don't want to buy Tasha's or uh, well, uh, Eberron, I, I don't mean like microtransactions. You, microtransactions. No, 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 no. It's you will own nothing and you will be happy about yeah. it. it. That's the subscription model. I hate subscriptions. It'll That's be life. like, they for season to. one, you pay $200 and you get all the books that are releasing in, two, in season one. Uh, individually, oh, it's, worse, it's worse than that. They have a subscription model in D&D for a DM where it gives you access to all currently released books for Fifteen dollars a month or whatever. I don't yeah, know I'm not doing that. I'm buying the book one yeah. time, and, and then when you stop paying that subscription, you lose access to all of those books. I'm no, not doing that. You don't own any of them in that case. There, there are those subscriptions exist on the D and D mod setup right mm -hmm. now. They're making tons of. Oh, absolutely, because yeah. there are people who just love the game that much. I'm yeah. just not. I, I, and it, and it's I easier than having to go through and buy each of the individual books. It's much cheaper this month. And, oh, I'm just doing it for this mm. month. 
Yeah, but but over the course it. of the you know course of however mm-hmm. many years, if you're not buying, I would rather spend two hundred dollars one time than spend what fifteen times twelve is already you're already looking almost two hundred bucks uh, two hundred bucks right there over a year, and if you continue playing, so you may like yeah. And and don't quote me on that price. I, I haven't looked at it in no, quite a while. I'm just, I'm just, it I, could be $30, $40. Well, I don't I, know what I the price is. I just noticed uh, the other day on Beyond D&D that they, they have dropped all of the base prices of books. If you're buying a physical book from them, yeah, they're like 30 bucks. Oh, yeah. That's, so none of them are, are that's because they, were, they used to be splitting the profits with D&D as part of the licensing agreement. Now D&D owns them directly, yeah. so it's... It's yeah. all profit to them now. <laughs> ah, but some well. of us are just old school too. I, I like having a physical book. Uh, in absolutely. My hands. Yeah. I mean, my wife and I had a book themed wedding. We love books. Yeah, uh, it, it more books. Nerd. Yes, give me more books. On the upside, <laughs> it does not look like they're going away from <laughs> creating books. They know that's where their money makers are. Although some of their books have become very, very thin, little. But that's yeah. a, that's a topic for another day. That sounds <laughs> like a topic for another episode, which obviously means that this is the end of this one. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Make sure you guys come find us out on Bulgan PC on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can email us at bulganpc at gmail.com. You got Red Dragon Workshop Studios. Go find those guys for all your miniatures. And with that being said, say goodbye, Bulg. Goodbye, Bulg. Say goodbye, Luke. See ya. Have a good one, guys. We appreciate you listening to Chef Bulg and the Pirate Captains. Recipes for everything. Featuring Luke the Bard, of course. Make sure you go find us on Facebook to see what old concoctions Bolg is cooking up in the kitchen. And if you want your emails read, then email us at bolgandpc at gmail.com. And as always, happy adventures. Yarrr.